Welcome to the Podcaster's Cut. I am Joey, and with me is always the incredible George. What up, what up? And today, we're going to talk about some movies. And uh, so... Uh, thank you for joining. If you guys are just <laughs> tuning in now, uh, so uh, I, we got some movie news uh, before we get started. Movie start. news. So we're gonna talk about some movies, and the first thing I want to bring up is something that just happened today. Oh, here we go. Um, have you? Do you follow Tom Holland on Instagram? Mm, no, no, the I don't. No, come on. No, no, no. The truth is no, but it's just because yeah, like it's, okay. it's weird because on TikTok. He comes up a lot on my TikTok, and I had just seen a, a video about him the other day mm-hmm. where he like was doing his regular accent of his British, yeah. and then he switched to American real quick, yeah. and it was like so jarring for my head, <laughs> tripping the hell out. But that's why I was like, "Wait a second, do I?" And then, no, no, I don't either. But <laughs> <laughs> he comes up sometimes on my Explorer. Okay, and uh, he posted the the title of the new Spider Man movie. Oh, did he? Yeah, and it's get ready, Spider Man Phone Home. No, it's not. Shut up. That's what it. That's what it says on Instagram. No, I, it's not. And then I and I clicked. I, I was like, and I and I was like, I wonder if like every like he posted him. What's the? I don't. I don't want to call him the fat guy, but he's oh his <laughs> friend. Isn't his, his name friend? Ned? <laughs> Whatever, Ned. Yeah, Ned, okay. right? Yeah. So then I clicked on Ned's little uh, Instagram thing. I'm like, I wonder if he posted about it, and he said it's. Spider-Man Home Slide. Oh, uh, Home Wrecker. Home Wrecker? Yeah, and then I go, okay, that's weird. And then I go to Zendaya's, uh-huh. and hers is Home Slice. Home Slice. Or it's the other way around. Either way, I was like, okay, I think this is a joke. Yeah, there's no way it's possible. Although it would have been hilarious. It was called Phone Home. But I did notice something. Yeah. Tom Holland's was green. Like, the Phone Home part was green. You know how they change it in different yes. colors, or there's, like, a thing? Right, so Green Goblin. Green. And then uh ned's i don't know his real name <laughs> his was like uh blue and red hmm. and then the one that said home slice was like purple so i was like hmm why the different colors that's interesting yeah i'm looking at them right now to double check everything not to double check but just to see what it, what is going that's weird i wonder mm-hmm. what that is i was like okay i wonder I, i'm like is that the villain for each one? Like, let's say the green one is Green Goblin. Because mm-hmm. supposedly there has been talks of what's his face coming back. Right. And then the blue and red will be just the Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Or cops. Huh? Or cops, like the sirens of the cops. Maybe. I mean, we don't really know who the villain for Amazing Spider-Man was going to be, like the next one, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. It would be um, Electro. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. And then purple for Doc Ock. Mm, that's right, because Alfred Molina says that he's going on in it. Yeah, it's been really weird with this whole like Spider-Man thing, because we yeah. have like whole, so many rumors going around of what yeah. is going to happen. Like Andrew Garfield, freaking Tobey Maguire, Alfred Molina. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, supposedly. Emma Stone. Uh, Emma Stone. And then I can't think of the dude's name that played, mm-hmm. Doc, uh, that, uh, played Green Goblin. Uh, pff, mm. 
well, that dude, man, that really sucks. <laughs> he's really famous, and I can't think of his name. Yeah. Uh, but him, like, he's even supposedly had in talks that he might come back. Yeah. And everyone is just denying everything. For the longest time, we had heard, yes, Tobey Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield are coming back. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think a few weeks ago, freaking, I think it was Zendaya and, or Zendaya, and uh, Tom Holland both came out like, no, 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 they're not coming out. And yeah. now I'm like, I don't know who to believe. I feel mm-hmm. like they're playing that game that they always play, but... I don't give a crap because these movies have been freaking fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. They have been some of the best Spider-Man movies. Oh, I, yeah. I still think that Spider-Man 2, the original, is fucking amazing. I think it's emotionally great. Yeah. But these have been really good as well, especially with the way the last one ended. And then there's also uh, this other... Uh, Martin Scorsese has been like working on this movie called Cl- Killers of the Flower Moon. Hmm. And it has he's got big hitters. He's got Robert De Niro as always and, and Leo DiCaprio. Oh wow, so surprising! But here's the thing: Leo DiCaprio backed out of being one of the characters in what? it, and he was like, "Oh, I'm, I don't want to be that character anymore." Because he did some rewrites during the Pandy. Oh, and he was all like, um, "Yeah, I don't like where this character's going anymore. Like, Damn. I don't want to be him." And so he's like, "But I'll play this other guy." And then, so he recasted Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons came out as the CIA agent in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, snap. That dude. Okay. The white dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. So I'm thinking, Leo DiCaprio doesn't like playing villains. Does that mean Jesse Plemons is our villain in this movie? I mean, he constantly plays villains, I feel like, or like some form of douche. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. You and my brother, they're, they're like, he always plays as guy that i don't like yeah <laughs> i mean because it's true he's acts like an ass but pretty much uh killers of the flower moon is members of the osage tribe in the united states are murdered under mysterious circumstances Ooh. in the 1920s sparking a major fbi investigation involving j edgar hoover fucking goddamn son of a bitch <laughs> uh but yeah i don't know who's playing jake jake or this or if, or if that character or that person actually even exists like it, in the story or like yeah it even comes up mm-hmm. but um yeah that's all i've found out so far though interesting i didn't even know scorsese was working on another movie i figure he must have been because that dude's always writing something yeah but the pandy stopped him mm, goddamn pandy yeah affecting us all yeah. but uh do you got any other movie news because i wanted to go ahead and get into mm-hmm. this topic okay so this topic today is really really about golden globe movies Mm-hmm. And some Golden Globe stuff started happening this past week that I wanted to go ahead and see if you heard about it. Okay. So it's not on the movie side of of the Golden Globes. It is on the TV side. This is something that I think me and you are very acutely aware, uh, be it through just me and you knowing a bunch of stuff about these awards uh-huh. and also just like because of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like whisper campaigns have already <laughs> started. Yeah. And dude, there's this big scandal going around. That one of the TV shows that was nominated for like best drama or best comedy or something. I can't remember if it was nominated for that, but it was definitely nominated for best actress. And it's Emily in Paris. And this is this like <gasps> terrible oh. show. Not terrible, I should say. Wait, that. Emily in Paris? That's yeah. a movie. No, it's a TV show. You sure about that? Yes. I'm okay, not, I'm 100% positive okay, okay, on Netflix. Uh, it's a TV show. I know because Danielle watched it. Okay. So I saw bits and pieces of it. Trust me, this show is not good. There's plenty of other shows that should have been nominated over this. Okay, I was thinking about another one. Okay, so this mo- this show got nominated, and everyone, as soon as they saw the nominations, lost their minds and started, why the frick is this show being nominated? Yeah. And then, I think it was two days ago, I woke up, got on my phone, Google News alerted me that there was a huge news break, 
that apparently last year when mm. they were filming in Paris, yeah, the Hollywood Associated, well, the, what is it? What are they called? The Hollywood Foreign Press Association was flown out to Paris, was given a tour of the set, was given rooms that were in a five-star hotel where the average per night is almost $2,000 a night. And mind you, this was a good like 40 people, I think, that they sent out there. And they were out there for like a week, I think. They also set them up with like, I assume, like travel to be able to fly out there, fly back, to be able to travel within Paris during the Mm -hmm. time. And they also finally, what they ended up doing is like they set up a huge carnival banquet Mm -hmm. that actually comes out in the TV show, I think, from what I was reading on the story. Yeah. And they invited them to that and they let them run wild there. So not only... Is this a huge freaking, like, scandal? Because it's like, what the hell? This show got nominated and everyone's losing their minds as to why it got nominated. Yeah. Because, trust me, even if you watch the trailer, you'll be like, how did this get nominated? (laughs) Like, there's nothing special. It's the same kind of stories we've always heard. And this is not... This is not a slight towards the directors and the actors and the crew and everybody who came together to make the show, the writers. Okay. This is just a slight saying, like, you know what you created. You created a TV show that was meant to just be, like, a throwaway TV show. To have fun, Mm -hmm. to kind of hold over people during a pandemic. But why did you fly out the Hollywood press and set them up for an entire week-long amazing vacation? Yeah. And then suddenly you get nominated for two of the biggest awards of the night. So, oh, man. this is one of those things that occurred, and since we're talking about all these um, Golden Globe movies today, and possibly next week, I wanted to throw this out there, because I was just like, damn, dude, this kind of this is the kind of stuff that doesn't happen behind the scenes, and that we very rarely get to hear about. And this is the kind of reason that me and Joey sometimes don't appreciate the Golden Globes as much, because mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not a very, like, just voting, because it is just the, ho- the foreign press deciding who wins these things yeah like yeah they should be unbiased and they should have a very fair and educated understanding of what it is but clearly they don't if this is how they manage their stuff so this show came out in netflix right yes okay i did so i forgot to bring this up um but do you know how many nominations by distributor there is oh uh, i used to when they first came out netflix was at the top with like 17 or something like that right okay how many do you think were for for movies because they split them up between oh movie, did they movie and tv uh, for movies in total i want to say there's i think there was like 17 for that one okay um what do you think the second one was the second one was like amazon studios how many do you think they got oh they probably got like i'm trying to think 10 10 10 okay. or 12 it's a good number uh you're both wrong on both counts of course Netflix got 22. Damn. I was somewhat close. And Amazon Studios got seven. Damn. Pretty big gap there. That's a huge gap. (laughs) And we all know that like Netflix has in the past three years, four years, Mm -hmm. has really tried to up their game when it comes to award seasons. Mm -hmm. And they're pumping out movies that are, to their credit, really good. Mank was good. That new movie with John David Washington and Zendaya came out. That one's good. I also want to watch it. Did you watch watch it? it? I Have you watched it? Uh, no, I watched another one, which oh, okay. I'll bring up in a few, but okay. Okay, my next question was, uh, how many think were by like an actual studio? Like how many studios oh. do you think, like on the top five, how many do you think were from an actual studio? Not like a streaming service. Probably one. It was three. Focus features, Searchlight Pictures, and Sony Pictures Classics. And oh, they wow. each got five. 
Well, that makes sense. The, those three are usually the top, like, yeah. what do they call um, indie studios that actually pump out. Stuff. But the next ones were by streaming services Disney Plus, four, Warner Brothers, which is technically on a streaming service now, mm-hmm. HBO Max, it's yep. four, Universal Pictures, uh, not yet, but they got three, mm-hmm. and then Hulu got two. Well, Hulu and Hulu Neon got two, two. So huh. that's technically four. What the heck? Apple got like one. Apple A24 and Apple G Kids have one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Shudder got one, which is nice. Oh, that's cool. Good for All them. All right, but for TV, what do you think Netflix got? Uh, given that it was 22, I'm going to go with like 30-something. Because I know that like Queen's Gambit got a got so nominated got for all of them or something like <laughs> well they probably got okay how many i don't know i'm gonna there's okay, like fine. four by category so there's like what uh comedy comedy there's so like there's 10 co- there's 10 there's like at and least total there's like probably i want to say like 50, 40 50 nominations right 50 nominations so yeah. they got half of them <laughs> yeah i would want to say more than got, half more than half i'm gonna go with 27 27 okay the next one is hbo how many do you think they got oh hbo our non-existent uh <laughs> what do you call it oh i have something to bring up about that but okay <gasps> oh, did on. they contact you <laughs> uh, okay i'll talk to you finish okay how many um, do you think HBO got? i'm gonna guess 15 no they got seven. Oh, okay so they netflix got 20 they got 20 telling you man maybe, right. maybe those smear campaigns kind of give them recognition also and then kind of get it maybe i do think these nominations do draw in some people like oh, people yeah. like me especially people who are kind of opposed to the idea of watching streaming services mm. like mm-hmm. i for me if i didn't watch it if if the pandy wasn't going around if the pandy express wasn't going on mm-hmm. i would be going to a movie theater and watching movies yeah of course i would not be watching them at home no and I, I mean, think, I probably would, but not as much. Yeah, and I, uh, I think it's trying to draw in some of those people who are like kind of still opposed to it. Because I mean, if you're watching TV and you, and you're, there's a lot of garbage out there. <laughs> like, yeah. And I mean, not just not to like bad mouth any of those shows. Like some of those shows are really good. Like uh, one the other day I was, it's a really uh, it's, it's a game show, and I I don't know why, but I was drawn in by it. The, the Go Big show oh, on TBS. I haven't heard of this one. Oh, it, this is pretty funny, and I kind of like it. Uh, the I, other one, the one I started watching is, what was that fucking song? It's, it's like Name That Tune. Name That Tune, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was pretty good. You just watch it. It's uh, I, I think game I watched a little bit. I wa- But it's entertaining, and it's like, if you're just turning off your brain. And yeah, if you're, you're not really good. into anything, and you don't feel like watching it or putting investment That's time. That's where I'm like, okay, okay, it was yeah. kind of cool. But anyways. Aside from that, like I think it draws those people in. It's like, hey, you know, this is a critically acclaimed show. Like, of course, and you, and you uh, we know you haven't watched it, Emily in Paris. Oh, and Jesus. Then you're like, <laughs> I guess I'll watch it. it. Got nominated, or or fuck, it won. Right, you know? exactly. So you're willing to watch it based on that. Plus, it like to an even greater extent, like especially with Netflix, the fact that they're going bankrupt or they have like huge debts. This is kind of their way to be able to make that money back, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't win money for the awards, I think. I don't know. But uh, they definitely draw in bigger crowds. Like, do you really think that if if some of these movies that Netflix is getting right now would be still being made if they didn't get Martin Scorsese? If they didn't get freaking, um, what was it for Roma? Was it? Was it Alfonso Cuaron? Alfonso Cuaron, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, now they're getting a freak. They just got David Fincher. I hear David Fincher's also going to do another movie on yeah. Netflix. They have Brad Pitt. They, they have they Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's a uh, little exclusive. You know, I found out that Brad Pitt is behind a lot. 
I mean, yeah. Well, they, remember his old show? That it was a green room, green screen, green. I think it was green room, where they would set. Well, him and Matt Damon were producers, and they would hear pitches from people, and then they would get uh, those movies made by the end of the season. Hmm. Really? Yeah. You don't remember the show? Green Room. I think it was Green Room. I mean, I'm not sure if it is though. Mm. I can't. I can be wrong on that one. That'd be cool. I wish I had that. That was a really good. It was a really good TV show because you got to see like. People come in with their ideas. It was like to a group of two people. Like, so me and you could go on this show, yeah. have an idea, tell them the idea. They'll be like, cool, we're going to keep you on this week. Next week, you have to come up with a, more people and how to like start reaching out, oh, hiring in people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And like yeah. they were producing the films. And then at the very end, whoever was the winner got their film produced. Yeah, that's cool. It was a really cool idea, but I, I don't know why they stopped. I guess people got bored of it. I think it's a I great think idea. I really into that. No, of course not. But like people for us and people yeah. who enjoy listening to our podcast would probably think it's awesome. Speaking of Brad Pitt, and okay, well, first, I'll, ugh, fuck, I need to write some of this stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I'll I'll go in order. Yes. HBO Max. Okay, so um, remember, so we were talking about Judas and the Black Messiah, right? Yes. And remember a few podcasts ago, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was mentioning like, or me and you were both mentioning how it's important to have DVDs because like you get those like extra, oh! extra like bonus features and all that other stuff. HBO Max just added that, and what? I was like, whoa. Like, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah ended, and it's like, oh, find out what this person said. Find out some behind the yeah. scenes. I'm like, what the heck? When did this start happening? I saw that, dude. And I was like, yo, did they really just take my idea? Or or, or has this always been in the works? And I'm I just, just saying, somebody <laughs> has been listening to this podcast and coming out and stealing our ideas. Yeah, they think we know HBO Max is going to come up with a freaking Back to the Future uh, reunion special. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be if that really does happen, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be pretty pissed. If that happens, I'm going to reach out to HBO Max, send them the link to the goddamn episode, and be like, huh, isn't this weird? I literally posted this, and somehow now it's in the works. Yeah, and then the guy replies like, yeah, I know. I I listened for free. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I was copyrighted. Okay, so there's that. Check. Right. All right, and then uh, speaking of Brad Pitt producing movies, um, he produced Minari, and I just recently watched that, oh, and I did not really? know he produced it. Yeah, I didn't know that. Damn. Yeah, I did the screening room that we were talking about. Yes, um, it was interesting. Um, How much was it? It's like twenty bucks. Okay, so that's about average now. Yeah, but you only get four hours to watch it. Damn. Our, the movie's two uh, two hours long. So what happens if you started at like? With only an hour and a half left, does the movie cut off? I don't know. I didn't try. That's interesting. <laughs> you should try it. Pay you twenty bucks and then waste thirty minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and like it just cuts off. I'll like, cut off oh. like right before the credits, so I'll do like ten minutes. And then I, I had a, I had an issue with it. Oh, what happened? So they give you instructions, like for those of you who don't know, like how to put it on your TV and stuff like that. They mm-hmm. have different options, like okay, if you have a Google Chrome, if you have an Apple, but they have like different options for you, right? Right. Um, I have a Google Chrome, and uh, shout out to Google Chrome. And then uh, I was able to play it on my computer and then use the Bluetooth on there to pass it, or the Wi-Fi to mm-hmm. pass it over to my, uh, to stream on my TV. TV. Right. So press play. It's playing on the TV. I see right here, it just, it's a it's stuck on the title card. Oh, so I'm damn. Like, okay, whatever. Uh-huh. Movie's going on, going on. And then I think I was like 20 minutes in, maybe like 30. Oh, no. And then all of a sudden, boop, turns off. Uh-oh. Turns off there. The lo- a little loading wheel comes up on my TV, uh-huh. on my laptop. And then, like, it starts playing on the on the laptop. I'm like, oh. And I, I hadn't noticed where I'd stopped. Fuck. So I was like, oh. And I had to, like, stop it, go back, and then, like, 
restream it on my TV uh-huh. and then fast forward where on my TV I was, mm-hmm. like using my computer. Like I was like, okay. And then I'm like, okay. And then I made sure it was playing on both. Right. And then for the rest of, for like the fur for the next 30 minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. I was like shifting my eyes up and down, like laptop. Making sure. Yeah. Laptop TV, laptop TV, laptop TV. After 30 minutes, uh, when he was like, can you, can you like turn that away at least? Like, I don't want to see both screens. And yeah. I'm like, Cause it gets I'm distracting. Like, and I was like, I, I know I'm sorry. I, it's Cause I'm trying to make sure that it doesn't like fuck up on us again. Of course. And she's all like, um, yeah, just turn it the other way. I'm like, okay. After I turned it the other way, didn't really think about it. And I watched the movie like the whole way the, through the, the whole way through. It's really good. The movie was good. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, I definitely want to watch it. Cause I don't know. That's the nice thing about the pandy. That mm-hmm. I will say when it comes to movies, and even TV shows to a certain extent, I don't know what the hell's going on half the time. The Pan Pan? <laughs> the Pan Pan. We're going to come up with 20,000 freaking different yeah. nicknames today. Uh, so, I don't know. Like, I don't get to watch trailers. Like, the only way I used to really get trailers was when I went to a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like, I would constantly be hearing everybody like, hey, I'm not missing yeah. out on trailers because yeah. I want to watch them. It's the only place I like watching my trailers. And then you get, sometimes you get like exclusive trailers and those are pretty cool. Of course. Yeah. Like especially when you don't, I, I miss that. I miss the idea of when you used to go in and not know a trailer was going to happen. And mm-hmm. nowadays, like, you know, a trailer is going to come up like, oh, Spider-Man trailers coming out in front yeah. of this movie. We got to go watch it. Yeah. And like sneak into that movie just to watch the trailer. Yeah. And like now with a panda, you don't get that. But what I do get is not knowing what the hell movie I'm going into. And that's something I've really been enjoying recently. Uh, and this kind of leads into the idea of that we talked about last week. And I know we're running a lot longer. So hopefully everybody who's listening just enjoys me and Joey's like, <laughs> conversations. Uh, but like the thing that Joey was asking me last week was, hey, do you think you can watch, I think it was 250 movies before I can run 500 miles? The five, Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's what you asked me. Something along those lines, right? Yeah, if you yeah. listen to last week's podcast, then you know. Uh, and I said, no, that's impossible. In the time that we recorded that episode to today, which has been three or four days, I have watched three or four movies. And I'm just like, oh, damn, how'd that happen? <laughs> like, I watched, I obviously hadn't watched uh, Sound of Metal yet. So okay. I watched that. And then I watched, uh, what is the new movie called? Um, it came out last year. It, oh, it was Irresistible or something like that. It's with Steve Carell. And it's a movie about an election that damn right i wish we had watched it for the election podcast yeah because holy crap that movie was great it was smart it was funny it was directed by john stewart yeah it is irresistible it was an awesome movie hands down like i think definitely not gonna get nominated for awards i don't see that ever happening but (laughs) comedy or uh it's a comedy it's like i feel like it's a comedy but it's a very subdued comedy Mm. like think of uh Think of almost like a satire. That's what I would say. Because it's from the mind of Jon Stewart. So if you watch The Daily Show when Jon Stewart was around, and if yeah. you know Jon Stewart at all, then you know kind of how he speaks, how he writes. And that movie reads exactly like that. Yeah. So it is a really fantastic movie. It's on HBO Max, I believe. So if you have an opportunity to watch it, watch the movie. It's a, it's a short movie. I think it's only like an hour and 40 minutes, hour and 50 minutes. But like, there's even a good twist in it. Or like... Man... What? You just give away that there's a twist. Though. There, There is a twist. And like this is just because I know that people watch it will be like, oh, I don't want to watch this movie. I'm not election. This is stupid. <laughs> but you should watch it because of the twist. Like It's not like, oh my God, this is amazing. But it is like, a, oh damn, how did I not notice that? Mm, okay. and it, it was a fun movie to watch. And then I can't remember the other movie I watched. I watched something else. 
something else. But I watched like three or four movies this weekend. Okay. So you could do it. Possibly. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> but I also watched my anime. So again, this is like a, this is a give and take when it comes to these things. Okay, fine. But we are talking about Golden Globe noms. We The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes happened this Sunday, I believe, right, Joy? Uh sure. So we'll be talking about them when we get when we start to record for the next podcast. I think we're probably gonna try to figure out what we're gonna be watching this coming week. Might be a few different things. I know we started talking about them off podcast, but this week we are going to go ahead and start get started with Promising Young Woman, directed yep. by what was her name? Emerald Fennell. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the movie, sir? <laughs> okay, so I. Th- the trailer made it seem like it was something totally different. Oh, really? I, 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 in my eyes. Okay. Because like, uh, remember, I, I brought mm-hmm. up this movie. And um, well, not totally different, I guess. But like it, I did think uh, it was it was leading down a different path. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about this movie. Hmm. Well, you know how the other... I, there was a movie we were talking about where I was like... It can't seem to make up its mind whether it's a comedy or drama or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie, it does uh, walks that tightrope. Really? For me. It least. was Wonder Woman, by the way. It was Wonder Woman, yeah. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that one just switched up all over the yeah. place. But this one walked that fine line where it's like, hmm. it's almost like Edgar Wright kind of. Mm-hmm. like where it's like it's a very it can it can be a very serious movie wow okay but it it does have those jokes sprinkled in mm-hmm. where it kind of makes it light and um because this not it's not labeled as a uh, comedy it's a crime it's drama a, thriller. yeah of course but it does have those like funny moments and, yeah, yeah of and course. and then but i think that's what i mean like it did it did walk that fine line where it's like really oh, let you, me sprinkle these that- jokes in here yeah, well, you didn't think so? No. No? No, because... Okay. I, you hated it, right? No, I really fucking loved the movie. You were just saying you hate women in leading roles. I don't remember ever saying yeah, this. Yeah, you, you were like... <laughs> I was like, whoa, man, you need to calm down. <laughs> Weird. Well, we can rewind the tape and we can go back to that real quick, Joey. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just saying, so far, the two <laughs> George, movies... George just got like super like, Joe, man, what are you trying to catch No, me? no, no. You're I was going to go along with like, the no, joke. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I want to say is... Uh, ironically speaking or crazily enough the two movies that joey has problems with who can't and they're saying that they can't figure out what they are uh-huh. are both w- movies that depict a woman in a leading role so Which who one? really has an issue wait what's the second one wonder woman and this one no i said this one walks the fine line like it, 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 exactly but you're 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 making up the point saying that it's it doesn't know what kind of a movie it wants no to no, no no that's not what i'm saying uh, okay no i'm serious like i i was mentioning <laughs> that was that. being defensive you son of a bitch oh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, because you were getting my. She doesn't even space. He was all panicky. Didn't know what I to was say. panicking because like I was like, no man, you're like you're. I was I thought we were miscommunicating right now because I was like, no, because I'm saying the exact opposite about this movie. I really like this movie. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was really well done. Like it it did very well of like knowing when to do these comedy. There was one scene where I was like, oh, I really wish they wouldn't have done that mm-hmm. that way, but um. It was towards the end okay. where one of the characters is freaking out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that was kind of, this is a little weird. But it kind of fits in with the uh, the moment where it's kind of uh, uh, uncomfortable. Oh, okay. It was, very, it, it was a little cringy, but it was, it was 
I was like, I kind of wanted to laugh, yeah. but not at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's kind of cringy, but I think they're doing it on purpose where mm-hmm. it's like, it's supposed to feel like that. Right. And, um, oh man, what a movie, dude. Like, I thought this movie was like, how do I, should I describe it? Have you ever eaten boba? No. No? No. Well, I have. I okay. drank boba once. Mm-hmm. The first time I drank it. Uh, there's these like little tapioca balls, the little little balls, mm-hmm. they're squishy balls. Yeah, but you don't know they're squishy when you're first trying it. Right. So I'm drinking this delicious tea. Mm-hmm. I'm like slurp, 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 and then all of a sudden I get a couple of balls in my mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, what is this? Uh-huh. But I'm like chewing. I'm like, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm not sure that's this is a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I kind of like this. No, much, 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 much. Uh, this was this movie where I, I was like, I was like. Thinking it was gonna be something, uh-huh. like I went and saw the trailer and I was like, "Like, oh, this, this looks really good, right?" Mm-hmm. And then I'm watching the movie. I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of taking a weird turn," mm-hmm. but I, I actually, I'm really, here for it. I'm here for it, and I really like it. Like, kind of the opposite of what Wonder Woman did, where it's like mm. it it introduced you to something, and then uh, kind of flipped it on mm-hmm. you a little bit because mm-hmm. especially that first scene where yeah. she's eating the hot dog mm-hmm. and you think you know what i'm thinking right yeah and i'm like oh okay and then and then the movie suddenly starts to make that turn yeah it's making you switch these gears of and course, you're like yeah. i'm like okay i'm i'm not what i wanted but i but i need it now i'm like, okay and i want to okay. know where yeah. this goes so and that's what i meant like where it like i guess it, i kind of uh, compared it to because I remember I was watching the movie and I'm like this seems like everything that I was saying before mm-hmm. and but it's doing it in that sort of right not right way because there is no right way of to course the movie but it's for, at least for me it was turning it and just just caressing it and like when you're like spinning a ball like a basketball right and you have to just kind of lightly touch it to like make that spin mm-hmm. I'm that ball right now and it was just kind of like lightly hitting me in the right moment to like all right, like I, I'm in, I'm in. Like I was in all the way through, even to the better end. Yeah, like, and it was a better ending. Uh, not better, bitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was <laughs> like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> it was a really bitter ending, but yeah. I was in it, and I was like, I love the the ending was so good that it still leaves kind of like a bad taste in my mouth, mm. but in a good way. Yeah, like it's like cinnamon, mm. and I'm like. And that's how I would describe this movie, like cinnamon. Like, it's sweet, but it's bitter, and but it's good, and you're there for it, and it's good. And like, spicy. And spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, okay, so this is one of those times where, like, Joey explained the trailer to me. I never watched the trailer. Probably just like a lot of you <laughs> uh, when we explain trailers. Uh, and I was like, I was in it because I was like, all right, this sounds fun. Like, I like the idea of a woman in a leading role, despite what Joey says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, dude, this this sounds cool. Like, I kind of like this story. I want to hear more stories like this. Yeah. And immediately I was like, I guarantee, when I heard the trailer, I was like, this sounds like one of those, like, uh, Oscar-nominated roles. Yeah. And I'm watching the trailer, and immediately, you know what vibes I get? I get Gone Girl vibes. Oh, you know, I got uh, Kill Bill vibes. But anyway. Yeah, yeah there, there you go, too, right? Like, so my, my thought process, and I think it has to do because... Gone Girl and this movie are both like crime thriller movies mm-hmm. and they are in the same genre and they're like this is the crazy thing about it is as soon as I finished this movie I watched it with everybody so mm-hmm. Selena was there uh, I was watching it with Danielle and Eva and like as soon as the movie ends 
like I, I get back out of the the movie and I'm just like sitting there and like they're kind of like talking about like stuff and I'm just like, dude, this movie was fucking incredible. Did like, you at the end of the movie? Did you take that deep sigh of relief? Oh no, man! I think I'm still holding it in. I watched it like two weeks ago. I still haven't been able to breathe. Yeah. I don't even know how I'm talking right now. No, like, dude, the movie was so intense, and this is what I love, right? Gone Girl arguably is up there for one of my favorite movies because it's so smart, right? It doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't mm-hmm. want to tell you what everything's doing. It just expects you to go in, buckle in for the ride, and get to the end. Mm-hmm. And this movie does that to a certain extent. It doesn't really hold your hand. It doesn't really tell you what happened, mm-hmm. but it kind of does tell you what happened. Even to this moment, I still don't know fully what happened in college. Like, we kind of have, mm-hmm. I kind of have, like, an idea, but there's stories that characters tell to each other that mm-hmm. make it sound like there's more that we're not hearing. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. What I love about this movie is that it's, it feels like real life. Mm-hmm. It feels like this is a story that we've heard on the news countless times over. I mean, obviously, we're living in a post-Me Too movement, so these yeah. stories are always coming up. But what I like about it is that those little like moments that you're talking about, how like there's a little bit of comedy in it, mm-hmm. it's not like comedy as much as it is like sarcasm and oh, what's the word that I'm thinking about that's like negative, like dark humor. It's essentially like dark humor. Um, and this adds it. And that's very much what, like, a person who was in this situation would kind of, I feel like, would act. Like, me, for example. Like, I have, I make very bad jokes. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I yeah. do. Like, when it comes to being, like, yeah. to death and all like, those bad, things. Like, bad, like, is not funny. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that does happen as well. <laughs> but, like, I think, I think that's what I liked about it. Because it felt real. It felt like everybody's character was real. Mm-hmm. And I think the acting was very um, natural. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, like... Bo Burnham is a dick in real life, or that Adam Brody is a douche, or that freaking yeah. what's his name McLovin is a douche. Uh, Christopher Mintz Plassey. There we go. Like, not saying these people are dicks, but they played it like how those characters would actually be in real life. Yeah, the nice guy, the the sweet, yeah, right? tender guy, the the like guy you can trust. But then deep down, and sometimes that I'm not saying like all people who are like yeah. that are bad. Of course, but I'm just saying like sometimes that is the case where it's like mm-hmm. it's the least person you'd expect it's like, exactly. oh, it's like, like what jerry the nice dude like, how dare you jerry but um so there uh, i want to mention one thing that yeah. um so uh, you know how i love shots yes and um so there's a moment i've noticed and i read about it too it's like there's lots of moments where she's writing um on her bed or whatever or like and there's her like headboard behind her Mm-hmm. The white frame one, mm. shaped like wings. Oh yeah, I kind of do vaguely remember this. Yeah, so Carrie Mulligan's character mm-hmm. already has angel wings, mm. almost like she's a guardian angel. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Or, Protecting women or, from these terrible men. Yep. And um, but yeah, the uh, and then the other thing I really really liked the only um like violent part oh, yeah. is acted by a man. Mm-hmm. i was like damn that is crazy like, like it, that's a really good point like talk about social commentary that women don't necessarily have quote-unquote violent streaks in them like a majority of the time they are those kind of those moments of violence are perpetrated by men usually and then mm-hmm. i think that's a fairer assumption or observation especially to make in this movie especially considering everything that she's been through yeah uh and i, I think that's in the world that we live in, I think that's an important thing to be able to do. But I, I like, I think I realized it, but I never really connected the two. So that's mm-hmm. that's a really good pull. Um, there's a lot of good things about this movie. Like, 
it really shows like growth of a character and the shattering of that character's growth and it really works so well on so many multiple levels and i think that's why this movie in a lot of respects is i, I know that for i know for a fact that i when i looked it up two weeks ago like there was people talking crap about this movie oh really yeah and like saying that like uh carrie mulligan uh shouldn't have played the main role like saying that she was wrong for it and that it was very clearly meant to be margot robbie's role who was a producer on this film Mm -hmm. and i'm like what makes you think that like why why do you think that margot robbie is better for this role than gary mulligan because because why margot robbie has more roles under her belt because she's played harley quinn who is this kind of uh, like I, I don't understand why that connection is being made. It's because it, I don't know if this is. I feel this way, but I feel like uh, what's her name, uh, Marco Robbie, mm-hmm. has been a bit typecasted. Mm-hmm. The scorned woman who seeks out revenge. Yeah, and I'm and like, it, and it, it really? sucks to say, but I could kind of see where like Marco Robbie would have done a pretty good job. She would have. Carrie Mulligan is also a really good actress, and she, for real? she, was, she was really good. I'm not going to say she was perfect for the mm-hmm. role, because, I mean, I don't think anybody... I think any girl would have been perfect for this role. 100% I, I, true. I think this role could have been done by a lot of people and done really well. Yeah, yeah, it, it But she played it in a certain way where it kind of fit the storyline. Yes. It kind of fit the character. And so, you know, I'll bring this up in the, the other movie we're going to talk about, but I really liked how the story... Like, the 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 plot doesn't drive the story mm. does that make any sense oh it makes yes. more sense i think i get what you the mean other movie, but the characters drove the story mm-hmm. like it's like all these interactions with these characters that really make this because i mean it's her interaction with alfred molina that kind of just makes you oh, like yeah. be like you know what maybe i should stop mm-hmm. like maybe there's a place to stop or well she doesn't really stop but because she does uh meet up with that uh, one dude with the fedora. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, that, I felt like that scene was really That was really, really powerful. There's yeah. a lot of really powerful scenes. Like, one of my favorite scenes from the movie is when, after she does that one thing. Yeah. Uh, and she's driving away. And then that guy is being a douche and, like, honking. Again, another little yeah. thing that shows microaggression in men mm-hmm. is, like, they're honking, yelling, and screaming. Like, bro, if you needed to go around and take off, you could have just taken off and, like, yeah. been, like, screw you and driven away. Yeah. And, like, she handles it in such a great way. Carrie Mulligan just knocks it out of the park in that scene that I think, like, mm-hmm. that, at least in my head. And it's it's so fantastic how she plays the role. Mm-hmm. And I that's why I think like she handled it so freaking well. It's kind of like how uh, Rosamund Punk Pike did in in Gone Girl. Like she just killed it. She destroyed it. And yeah. this in this in my feelings like Carrie Mulligan like I feel has a really good odds of winning this freaking uh Golden Globe. You think so? I, I feel like she has. I mean, looking at the other Golden who else was nominated? I know Frances McDormand was nominated for Nomadland. For Nomadland. Uh, Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay, I haven't seen that movie, but like Viola Andrew, Davis has been nominated more than a few times. Andrew Day in United States versus Billie Holiday. Okay, which is not as I think probably going to have as much attention as this movie. I've will. seen the trailer for it, but uh, uh, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. I haven't heard, even heard of that movie. See, you have you heard of Vanessa Kirby? No, I don't know who Vanessa Kirby is. I think. Uh, well, neither do I. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. But, like, I don't know. I, I Granted, I've only seen one of the movies mentioned. 
But like considering the oh, she comes out in the crown, so maybe you do know her. Oh, maybe I do know her. Um, I don't know. I feel like considering who the other actors are, considering what the other movies are, and like their rankings and popularity and where they're at right now, I feel like this movie has she has a really good shot for winning this. Mm-hmm. And plus, again, this is like one of those real like first post Me Too movies that shows a really strong, smart woman in mm-hmm. this role, and we get to see it uh, post tragedy and mm-hmm. how she handles the situation and this is a very true story and i think it holds true to the reality and she does justice to people who have had this happen to them yeah i mean i feel like it, a lot of this was not necessarily dri- it was very character driven but mm-hmm. i feel like it wasn't necessarily the actors who kind of no, okay. push this envelope it you was think story was just i good? think the writing was just really good and the direction was really good yeah like, she, uh, emerald emerald Fennell. yeah she's fantastic mm-hmm. i thought like her shots like considering that you were talking about shots earlier like they're really thought through yeah. like if you want i know that we mentioned a lot of stuff about like how shots are done this is a really good movie to like look at it watch it enjoy it but at the same time, have it in the back of your head. Look at how the camera is moving. Mm-hmm. Look at the way the shot is designed. Like Joey mentioned earlier when she's on her bed. And there's another, like that scene where I'm talking about with the crazy guy in the in the truck. Watch yeah. the way it's filmed. Because the way it's filmed is very intelligent. And it tells a story. And she obviously knows how to work a camera. Which yeah. is extremely important when it comes to high caliber movies like this. Like you can just point and shoot and hope that something happens. Yeah. But if you have a plan... And you do it well, it yeah. shows how much effort you're putting into she it. She has really good choreography and like camera work. Mm-hmm. This is her first directorial debut, so this is pretty good for her. I mean, dude, talk about a hell of a movie! Like, and she wrote the movie, which is dope. Exactly. I, that's that's a dream of I'm sure of a lot of people who are writers and want to be directors. Like, they just want their first movie to be amazing, and yeah. they want to be the director and writer of the show. Oh yeah, so I mean, I think she did a really good job, and I think a lot of the success of this movie is based on her writing and her directing mm-hmm. like i think she she had this idea mm-hmm. and she kind of carried it out very well mm-hmm. like even the montage scene like intercutting like different things oh, like, yeah like even that montage scene it's a very uh novice like director kind of thing to do mm-hmm. like i feel like every director's had that in their first movie like oh let's just do a little montage scene yeah thing. of course and then uh to show progression of time yeah just to show progression and which wasn't even a lot of time i no. feel so i was like you know what that even this is pretty good like like it was really good and it's ah uh, there this movie is just really that like that good i know that, i, I deserve it deserved the nomination like we were talking about earlier like how like there's some smear campaigns or mm-hmm. stuff like that i think this one just kind of deserves it i mean yeah this is hands down a movie that i feel i know with golden globes a lot of the movies that get nominated here don't always get nominated for oscars mm-hmm. this movie for sure will get nominated for best show carrie mulligan i i want to say with a hundred percent shadow of a doubt that she's going to be nominated for best actress for the oscar and if she isn't then somebody on that list better be freaking amazing you know who's who's polling for her for oh no sorry not polling now i'm gonna switch over to the so in sound of metal you know that amazon is polling for uh the girl in that movie to olivia cook Mm. to be uh nominated for an oscar in that movie for what supporting Mm. i mean i would assume supporting i think it's leading 
Wait, if it's leading, girl comes out for like 15 minutes of the movie. Maybe, I don't know. That's weird. Or maybe probably supporting, yeah. That would make more sense. Anyways, uh, I... So, I have nothing else to say about Promising Woman that wouldn't really give it away. No. <laughs> like, put it this way. The way I want to describe this movie is if you watched Gone Girl, watch this movie because it is a totally different version, totally different story with a lot of the same kind of emotional beats, at least on my end. I got into a huge argument with Selena about what this movie represents and how it feels like, what, like, what I got from it. Mm-hmm. And, like, hands down, I, I loved uh, her main, her character. I can't think of her name right now, her character's name. Carrie Mulligan's character. Uh-huh. I loved her character. I thought she was fucking fantastic. Yeah. I, I thought she was brilliant, smart, clearly a promising young woman. Uh, Cassandra. Cassandra, thank you. Uh, like, not a problem with her at all. And I love everything that she did with her life. I think she fucking, she deserves, like, <laughs> if she could get a real life, like, if, if the character could get a nomination, she deserves one. So, she was awesome. That's the other thing that I was reading about this movie where it's like, she is going through the roles of an addict. Mm, yeah, like no, a, of course. Like a real addict, a depressed addict, almost. Mm-hmm. Because she can't let go of this one thing. Yeah. And it's uh, when she finally does let go, she gets drawn back in. Mm-hmm. And she has the option of just like letting go and moving yeah. on with her life or going right back into it. Yep. And, and that, I think yep, yep, that's yep. like a deeper message in the movie that um, there's... There's so many different messages in this movie For sure. that, that can be seen. And um, one that I got was there's an addict here. Like, this person cannot stop, no matter what. Like, even I'm in a relationship and I'm still going to go out and do all this other, yeah, like, raunchy stuff. Like, come on. like Yeah, you're addicted to what you're doing. You're addicted at this point and, and you like it. To you a like certain it. extent, yes. Yeah, you you like doing this. Now. Yes. Like, and then at, at one point, it's like, like how... Like, how long is this going to go on? Right. And I feel like she does, like, I feel like that's one thing that she, in the movie, you kind of get the feeling of her even realizing, like, how long can I keep this up before I start ruining my life in other ways? Mm-hmm. And, like, you kind of get that in the story. You see what happens. And I think, I don't want to give too much away of the movie. Yeah. But, like, you kind of see that experience grow in the character in the short amount of time that you have the movie. And, and yeah, man, like you're really you're really spot on with it being like kind of a movie about addiction in a certain. And she even has a sort of like a sponsor. She meets up with the mom. No, yeah. And then she's all like, "Oh, like, um, you know, you need to let go. Like, I want you, she would have wanted you to move on, mm-hmm. like, with your life. Like, you know, make something of yourself. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, point. and not." Uh, and I see that point of view too. I was like, "Wow, this this has got to be hard." Like just letting go. Like it, everyone's moved on except for her. Like she's harping on it at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, which, but we wouldn't have a movie if she didn't. <laughs> right, of course. Okay, so watch it. You know, it's on Amazon. It is twenty bucks, so, which sucks. But try to watch it. It's really worth it. Yeah, it's worth it really the twenty dollars. Um, and watch it with family, so you guys can talk about it. After. Yeah. Anyways. Talk so to us about it. You've officially watched three of the movies nominated for Best Motion Picture and Drama. Okay. Mank, Promising Young Woman, and Trial of Chicago 7. Okay. What are the I other two? Nomadland and The Father. Okay. I'm probably going to end up watching Nomadland. Me too. But anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which one do you think is going to win? Of, the th- of, of those three. Of those three. Which okay. one has a, a more of a chance? The one that I think will win? I, I keep going back to this ideal... And maybe I'm just stuck in this idea that freaking 
the Hollywood foreign press is a bunch of like people who love Hollywood, but I want to say it'll be Mank. My personal opinion is I think I enjoyed and could watch Promising Young Woman twice. Mm. And as much as I loved Trial, Trial of the Chicago 7, I think the movie is great and it's good to watch and it's an enjoyable movie, but it doesn't hold up as much as the other two. Especially when I've, after watching Judas and the Black Messiah. I think Judas and the Black Messiah is a better movie than Trial of Chicago 7. It's not nominated. I know, which is weird. I think it's because it came out. A little bit too late. Yeah, a little bit too late. But they nominated it for freaking Best Actor and Supporting. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yeah, I think... No, they didn't. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is um, nominated. Really? I'm pretty positive he is. I might be wrong, but so is... Um, what's it that? Yeah. And then he, the what's his face, O'Neill's character is also nominated for supporting actress. I think. The Keith Stanfield. I think so. Mm. Check the supporting real quick if you uh, have it. Yeah. Um, double checking. Uh, don't. I mean, it's possible. I am supporting. Yeah, for supporting. I thought he was nominated for supporting. Uh, no, I don't see it. No, oh, okay, then it's maybe not not have been nominated. He should have been nominated. He did a really good job. But I don't think they do uh, supporting. Yeah, they do. It's all the way at the bottom. It's weird. The, the way they have it set up is strange. I don't understand Golden Globes all the time. They're fucking. <laughs> they're trying so hard, but poor poor souls. They don't get it. <laughs> I, I do. I, that's my opinion. Is I think what should win, promising young woman. What could win is Mank. Hmm. And I think why? What do you think of the three? I think it's gonna be Mank. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think should win? Which one did you... Okay, f- screw that. Which one did you like the most? Mm, I think I liked... Mm, it's hard to say. I would... I like Promising a Woman a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's but a I, movie that made me talk more about... Made me have a conversation afterward. And I think that's an important thing. Personally, for me, I love movies that have conversation afterwards. Like, one, we would go to the movie theater, leave, and we would be talking for about a movie for, like, the next 20 minutes. I think it's going to be Mank. Well, which one did I enjoy? Damn. Okay. Uh, I guess, pro- I obviously, I enjoyed Promising a Woman a lot. Trial of the Chicago 7. I, I also, I feel like that one is one that I can rewatch. Yeah, okay. Promising Young Woman, um, I don't think I can watch it. I could watch, like, maybe once. Two and Tantin's and Zan. No, it's just like I don't know. Hmm. Okay. It's just, but anyways, uh, I think it's gonna be Mank because I think out of all of them, they he, it got like a lot of it. Well, not it got it did its job of like uh, portraying this character in a certain way, and, and the direction was really good. And they used all these old art. Yeah, like, no, I mean like, all these old like ways of filming and recording, and it did that very well, and it still made it seem like it's like just like a regular new like new age movie, you know? Yeah, no, it's and it kind of put you in that moment, and it made me want to watch Citizen Kane. Yeah, I mean, and you did watch it, and I did. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things about that movie about Mank. I know we're getting a little off topic, but we are talking about Golden Globes today, so <laughs> listen to this. Uh, the one thing that I talked about it back then, and I'll mention it again is the way the sound was, man. It sounded like a movie from that age. And mm-hmm. that's not an easy thing to do. I've had yeah. to learn a lot about audio. It's not simple. Yeah. And that's and that's one of the things. Like, the trial, Chicago 7, although a really good story, story and a story that's not told enough, mm-hmm. uh, characters portrayed very well. Yep. 
I, I can watch it because it's just because it's that like it it's one of those historical movies where I'm like oh it's cool like I like this like yeah. well, nah, I like this but like <laughs> well you like the idea of of the story being told at the very moment yeah it's like Judas and the Black Messiah like I could watch that again I mean me too and then I definitely want to watch the special features yeah and then uh, Promising Woman is just one of those where it's like. I don't know. I, I I can watch it one more time. Like if someone said, "Oh, do you want to watch it with me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Mm-hmm. And then if I wa- if the next day someone says, "Hey, you want to watch Promising Woman?" I'm like, "No, nah, dude, I already watched it twice. I don't think I'm I think I'm good. I'll I'll, I'll wait a couple of months and I don't mm-hmm. watch it again." But uh, yeah, I mean, but, that's fair. But moving on to the next one, another Amazon movie. Yeah, Sound I, of Metal. So just to let you know from the previous conversation, I don't think Olivia Cook should get. Yeah, I knew do I. <laughs> she comes out for 15 minutes in the movie. She doesn't do anything special. She cries. There's, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with like her a character. Acting. No, no, no. With a character coming out for just 15 minutes. I mentioned that before with, yes. uh, with Manchester by the Sea. Yes. There's nothing. Like you could really make an impression on people. Of course. She does not make an impression with me. The only thing that made an impression was her eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> where she, for some reason, decided to dye them blonde but yeah she based it on like a bunch of different pictures she saw on i think it was uh reddit or something like that of mm-hmm. addicts or something like that okay so i think that's what she was going for Smart. she was going for a more realistic look okay and i was like okay like kind of just made distracted me from the movie but yeah okay. it is a little bit harder to focus but i mean regardless like yeah, it's not like she did it. anything wrong she did no, no 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 she was a solid supporting actress she she was there to fill her role and she did it you know and yeah like you see the growth in the two in the beginning and the end, and I, I just don't think she did anything that like w- like Michelle Williams did in Manchester by the Sea. And, and it sucks because she had an opportunity at the end. Yeah, at that very end, she had that opportunity because they meet up again. Uh, spoiler alert: mm. um, they do have to get separated because it's part of the story. Yeah, um, and it happens within the first fifteen minutes of the movie. I mean, it feels like forty, but okay. It, Really? You think so? Just give me, keep going. Okay, okay. I'll tell you. Um, but they reunite, right? Yeah. And he's working towards that goal to reunite. And I was like, uh, like, come on, give me more. I want more. Like, yeah. I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to do something good, you right? know? Like, like, I was like poking it with a sick, like, come on, do something. <laughs> and uh, You're like the little kid in The Incredibles who's like, what are you waiting for? I don't know, something incredible yeah. happened. Yeah, exactly. I was that little kid. I yeah. Was, yeah, And but instead I saw Riz Ahmed do his thing, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? He's bringing it, so fuck it. Okay. Man. Okay. Man, man, man. Here okay. we go. So I was supposed to watch this movie on Thursday, because apparently we're doing this like thing where we watch movies on Thursdays now. Mm-hmm. We started the movie, okay. and like I wasn't having... I was having an okay day. Like I was pretty pumped. No, exact. That's exactly what it is. I was having a really good afternoon. I like got off my meeting about coaching and stuff, and I was like, stoked. I was really feeling good. I was in a good mood. Went to go get some. I bought a croissant DiGiorno pizza. Ooh. One of the best DiGiornos you can buy right now. Go buy a croissant. Okay. If you want to shout out uh, DiGiorno to give us a sponsorship, I'll take <laughs> all them DiGiorno pizzas. But I was super excited. I was in a really good mood. I think, uh-huh. and I was pumped and jazzed. We started the movie, and I'm waiting for my pizza to cook, and I'm watching, and I'm watching, and I'm not feeling the movie. Oh, no. Like, I'm like, okay, I kind of see where it's going, because the intro is long. Like, it's a long intro, and that's nothing bad yeah, about yeah. the movie. It's not, 
there's nothing wrong with the movie. It's just that if you are in the right mindset for this movie, you are going to be taken out. And then there's this weird thing going on where I was like watching it and I was like hyper focused on the way it was shot where like you can see the grains like almost if it was shot in like uh, eight millimeter film like oh back time like and I feel like that might have been an aesthetic choice yeah where like you kind of see the like uh, what are they what's it called now I can't think of what it's called the like the the uh, black cornering of the film the borders yeah the borders you kind of see the uh, that kind of like I can't damn now I'm stuck on what it is. It doesn't matter. So it has this like old school feel and you kind of see the the like hairs on the lens and stuff like that pop up occasionally. And like it hits me and I'm like, oh okay, I see where we're going here with here. And mm-hmm. I'm watching the movie and I can't keep up and I'm just like, you know what guys? Like if you guys are feeling it, I'm sorry, but like I can't. Like my mood is going down. And that's when I switched the movie to Irresistible. And I was like, I'm going to watch so you that you didn't movie. finish the movie? I didn't finish the movie that night. So I was just like, I can't do this. I need to be in the right mindset. And I'm not in the right mindset to do this. So I had to go and watch the movie on Sunday. So that's when I asked you. This yeah. movie. I was like, hey, like, I need another day to watch this movie. Yeah. That's why. I couldn't do it. And like, I saw the time. And I was like, dude, this is two hours long. Mm-hmm. I can't be in this emotional state for two hours. Yeah. So I, I, I said, screw it. Watch the movie on Sunday. Um, it's on Amazon. Shitty part about Amazon and this is where i'm sure i'm gonna get a lot of crap for it and maybe even from you i couldn't watch the movie at regular speed i had to watch it at two times wow um and the reason being give me a sec. you suck dude <laughs> people are gonna hate you dog i mean hate me if you will I, i'm sorry i'm way off mic um hate me if you will okay because okay? this is the thing that i've been starting to get into more is i like watching movies but you know what i don't like i don't like slow movies and, and I've stated this a bunch of times. Like, old movies are rough because of the, the pacing. And this movie suffers from pacing. Because I can tell you right now, I watched it at 1.75 and 2 times speed. And then the parts that were really real were emotional talking to one-on-ones. Yeah. I watched at normal speed. And I guarantee you, right, and I'm telling you this, from my personal opinion, this movie does not need to be two hours long. It can be an hour and a half, uh-huh. and it'll be a ten times better movie. Okay. Like, watching at 2 times speed... I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. I thought it was fantastic. The acting was incredible. Sure, you don't get the, all the subtleties of Riz Ahmed's face and everything. But damn, does he kill it in this movie. Okay. And even the speaking to a certain extent was really freaking slow. And everyone was Wait, taking really? time. Yeah, when I was watching it at normal speed, I felt like it was just... There was so much time of him just like walking around, him and his thoughts. And like I understand why it was done. I get it. But, like, it was too long. I felt like the movie could have just been cut up. This is definitely a movie where I feel like you could have cut this scene, you could have cut this scene, you could have shortened this amount of walking that you did from here to here. Okay. And the movie would have been great. Like, I'm telling you, watched it in two times speed, watched it in an hour, and this movie was goddamn amazing. I thought it was perfect. Okay. But like, so that sucks. I feel bad that I had to watch it two times, <laughs> but I figured out a way to do it. I thought... So I feel like you missed a really big point of this movie. Okay. Right? I, I guarantee you I didn't. But okay. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you say you didn't, but mm-hmm. I, I feel, because I watched it in regular speed. Yes. And I, so Wendy likes to set the, the what's it called? The, the mood? No, the subtitles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She puts the 
subtitles for hearing impaired. Yeah. All, so all everything I watch is always with subtitles. Yes. I don't mind because mm-hmm. I, you know, I work I wear glasses. I take them off and I just ignore the subtitles anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you watch it with the subtitles, they legit don't. I don't know if they did it with when you were watching it, but when they were signing. They weren't showing what they were say- signing. Oh, no, they didn't. No? So that, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is really good. Like, yes. Like, and then they would they would, they would would uh, put subtitles for people who were talking. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. If he, wasn't, if he couldn't hear. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. So good. Yes. I thought this movie was really good because it's, it's this guy who's a drummer. He's always on a constant move. He's moving. He's, like, he, like you said, there's not a moment where he's not... W- walking around with his thoughts he's like doing this doing yeah. that and he's doing all that of course. and the whole time the guy who's like showing him uh what's his freaking name the uh, old man uh, yeah paul racy joe okay. <laughs> he's like, i want you to sit in a room and just sit still and if you can't sit still write write it out right yes and you don't have to, no one's gonna care what you write and just the first day he literally cannot do it nope. like one second in he's like boom boom just fucking smashing everything and he's like <laughs> he Dude. smashes his bagel which is yeah hilarious. I'm like, and he's like and then he puts it back together <laughs> puts it back together smashes it again i was like wow like geez and it's not till the very end where um it's about him he's like he's like i feel like he's like were you ever ever were you ever able to stand still like in that stillness mm-hmm. were you able to just stand still yeah and no he he was like, I can't, he's like, I can't just be sitting here, like, working on this. Like, no, nah, he sold his RV, like, they sold everything he owns to. I mean, this is spoiler territory, but sure. Yeah, 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 to, you know, pretty much move forward, right? Yes. And go with Olivia Cook's character. Yeah. And, like, he, he, he's constantly on the move. And he wants his life back. He wants his life back. He wants to keep moving. He yeah. he's always on the road. He's a little gypsy. He yeah. he from he wants to go back on tour. He wants to start an album. He wants to do all this. He never stands still. And it's not until the very end that you see him reach that stillness. And that right. to oh, me yeah. was like that's the point. You're going. You're. I mean, you're watching it in two times speed. I I felt like did you know, clock how long he stood still for? Yeah, I mean, I didn't like. Mm. I didn't look at it. But trust, this is the thing, right? Uh-huh. Is that when you watch it in two times speed, everything you just mentioned about him not being able to sit still yeah. is amplified. So him like hitting the bagel, him trying to fix the roof, and him running around and trying to get everything sold yeah. like is hectic. And it feels like, quote-unquote, like I hate to say it, but it, sound, it feels like metal. Mm-hmm. You know, like metal music. It's like thrashing. Okay. It's constant. It's never letting it up, and it just keeps hitting you, hitting you, hitting yeah. you. And that's who his character is. And you get that in the two times speed because like everything is amplified, everything's moving. It's almost to an extent of like, it's it's his it's how he views the world of how quick everything moves. But then when you get to the ending, like again spoilers or whatever, like that whole like stillness thing, yeah, is even more exaggerated at two times speed because you just sat through this whole entire movie going like super quick, super quick, and then they hit you with this moment of just like nothing. Yeah, and but, it f- hits. Trust me, <laughs> it hit me just as much as I figured it would hit anybody. But then else you also you. miss those like little moments where there is stillness in the movie because there, there's song. Okay, name one. Name one. The one that he's in the room and he looks outside and he starts uh, like kind of just stares out the window, and he just contemplates what's going on. And it's almost like if he's 
Which trying one? to hear the birds. And he it's like if he reminisces of what he would be hearing if he had his When was this? Oh, this is one this is like about two thirds of the way of the movie where he's still writing um in the room. Well, there's another one where uh that where he's in the classroom with the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh where he writes his name. Yes. And then everyone's just quiet. And then there's like I mean he, see, he was like he in he was uh, you can feel his discomfort. He's the only one moving in that scene. Right, but that that's not that. I don't feel like that's a, the kind of stillness that's raw, that Joe was talking things, about. But it's little things, I feel. I feel it's like those little things where, like, even in that little moment, he can't sit still. But, like you said, if it didn't change it for you. I mean, I believe you. I mean, I, you don't have to convince me. <laughs> I know. It's not, and, again, it's not like the movie was bad. The movie yeah. was good. It was definitely worth a while, worth a watch. Mm-hmm. But I do think that you have to, going into the movie, I think the average um, audience member needs to be prepared for what they're getting into because mm. it's not an average movie and it's not a movie no, that not, like yeah. that you're like oh and you're like all right this is a story about a dude who lost his hearing like we just did a movie about that two weeks ago yeah and then but this movie did it really <laughs> did the, it, did the, the editing was the editing was really well oh yeah this, dude like, like the way we can talk about it on this one there, there's a there's a moment where there he's he with a bunch of uh, different people who are deaf mm-hmm and they're all talking on the, like around the table, and they're they're signing. They're almost everybody signing. Yes. And you hear it in his perspective where it's quiet, and they're like signing. There's nothing. Yes. And then you, they cut it, they cut the scene, or they shift the the angle, and it's a, done with a cut, and the cut is done with more with actual sound, mm-hmm. and they're like banging on the table. Yes. They're actually making noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, like that was really good. Like. For someone who's deaf, that's what they're they're listening. But this is what you see. Yes, and you they seem kind of loud, but they literally don't know what that like. Mm-hmm. What that they're that loud. Like if they're banging on the table, they don't know how hard they bang it. Exactly. Uh, it's like it's, it's like when you have headphones on listening to really loud music, and then you turn around and go, "Yo, this thing is awesome!" Like yeah. you don't know how loud you're being. Yeah. So it's just it. I thought it was. I thought this movie was done really, really well. Like yes, I, for I, the deaf community, this movie is beautiful. Yeah, and then um. That guy, uh, Joe, yeah. the guy I mentioned, he's not deaf. Oh, he's not? Mm-mm. Oh, I didn't know. Well, I, in his character or in real life? In real life. Oh, okay. No, I, I knew, in my head, I kind of was like, mm, that doesn't add up. But, so, because, like, he says, he mentions how he lost his hearing, mm-hmm. right? And that's why he can still speak pretty well. Yes. But he signs, because mm-hmm. he, he's technically deaf. Yes. And it's easier for him. Um... I feel like there was like a scene where like he he acted like a deaf person and there's these kind of like um so like Wendy's mom like uh, she has friends who are deaf mm-hmm. and they they make noises with their mouth while they're signing. Oh okay. And the, it's a very distinct noise that if if you're around oh, deaf people I know what you're talking about. That uh, mm-hmm. And like, like just little noises like that. Mm-hmm. And you hear, and w- once you get used to it, you really don't notice it anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy was doing it. He was doing it like really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, he did a really good job. But now I know that you are technically either, either really are deaf and for some reason you can speak well. But I doubt it because like if you, the way you lost your hearing doesn't mean that you would speak like that. It means that you would still enunciate. Mm-hmm. You will you will try to say the word right even you're, while you're still signing even while you're trying to s- still signing but he is 
doing it as if he was a deaf, uh, like born deaf. Mm. And I found out why. Mm. His parents are deaf. Oh. So that's why he could do it that way. And I'm like, you did a really good job, but it doesn't fit your character because like you wouldn't be making those noises if you if you could actually speak. You if you were saying going, you'd be going. Like you would say like a little bit because you're signing. Right. But you would say the like a little bit of yeah, the word. Because and, it's your like mental head process of still being able to speak. Yeah, but he was doing the like just saying like just using his vocal cords in a way like mm-hmm. where, but not really saying a word right and that's something that happens a lot like i at least in my perspective that's how i always see it like they're someone who's signing to me is like saying like uh you know if they're saying like oh, i'm wondering they don't go I'm wondering. like they go ah, like just a a noise not yeah. necessarily trying to say some the word. audible kind of noise some audible kind of noise but not actually trying to say the word of course and he was just doing that he was doing just some audible noise but not actually trying to say the word right if you the way if you would have lost his hearing like like in his 20s or whatever how old he was when he mm-hmm. he would be trying to say the word rather than like just no making i get it noise. Yeah, yeah, no, i understand it, and I was like, wow. But he, but in my head, I was like, dude, you're doing a really good job at this. Like, how? Like, how do you know how to do that kind of a thing? Yeah. Well, it, like, I feel like it's something that you would only get if you've been around them, uh, around the deaf community, like, a very long time. Like, I can't really do it. Like, I'm kind of making it, kind mm-hmm. of. But it's nowhere near the way he was doing it. He mm-hmm. was doing it, like, spot on. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, that's the one thing that I really find so, so good about this movie. Mm-hmm. Is it the portrayal, at least... I have to say this with a grain of salt and like with a disclaimer of like, I have not been around a deaf community. Mm-hmm. I have not talked to that many deaf uh, people. Uh, I have, when I was younger, I had a friend when I was living in Texas who was deaf. Mm-hmm. And he, I kind of learned a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. And I can't say that I was, I was, I didn't live in Texas enough to be able to like be around him to know that. But it is something that I think as an outsider's perspective in this of seeing what it's like for someone to lose their hearing and to be a part of a deaf community like this, like I felt like it was so well done and mm. treated with so much respect. And, and I really applaud the movie and making, making it seem like, or making it clear that being deaf is not a just, sentence to be like of, of torture or a negative thing. Yeah. Like it's just experiencing life in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think that the movie did such a good job at showing you that. Mm-hmm. And and I think Riz Ahmed kind of really did a great job at at that heartbreak of mm-hmm. losing out on something that he holds so dear. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we discussed in the ultimate playlist of noise. That yeah. were like it feels like it was kind of like it's like a childish version of this movie. This is a much more adult realistic display of what it's like yeah and then we're actually getting into a deeper like we're getting into a someone actually losing their hearing who has like 20 percent of the hearing left like so you obviously experience it that way but the way it was handled was just it was just so damn good man yeah this one focuses way more on like the actual decline Mm -hmm. to like pretty much nothing yeah because he starts off at 20 percent to 24 percent on one side yeah and it's going he's like and you're losing it man like it's not it's, it's not, not coming back like you're coming. you're there who knows it'll stay there yeah, yeah but uh i uh i really uh i really enjoyed it i feel like it uh maybe you're right it's not for the regular movie goer 
But I feel like anybody can enjoy this movie. hundred percent. I, I think anyone can enjoy the movie. Yeah. I just think that there needs to be a... For someone to really be able to like sit and stay through the entire thing, I think... I think a lot of people... This is a problem with movies nowadays. And mm-hmm. a problem with all of the media we, we intake. Yeah. Like, what were we accustomed to? We were accustomed to 45-minute shows, and that's an hour show. Then we got accustomed to sitcoms being 20, 24 minutes long. Yeah. And then we started going into the YouTube generation where we started getting 14-minute long videos. Then we started getting 5-minute videos. Now we're at the TikTok age where if you're a minute and a half and you don't get me in the first 30 seconds, I'm going past your video. Mm. And I think that's something that people don't have the attention span for or are not willing to wait to be able to experience a really amazing movie like that. Yeah, I was, so did you watch Mank in two times? Ta- no. No? No. It was just a, it was just one of these things where, like, I know I probably could have. I was like, because I'm like, Mank was a lot slower, I feel. See. But you were more interested in the... No, the, that's not oh, the okay. case. It's because Mank, I think, had something always going on. Where, right as... The way that it's broken up in Mank is like certain scenes are like told. The movie is done in like 14 different mini movies where like here's one scene of what happens. And then he goes back into the past and explains something. And then it goes back to the normal setting. And the way that the the timeline is set up in the movie keeps me interested and keeps me clicking. And in this movie, it's more of like the sitting in stillness or the idea of like being and not being able to hear, which isn't a problem for me. It's just which I adored, by the way, the way they did it. I, I love that they had that underwater effect, which is something I want to get yeah, into. Yeah. Is, um, I don't know, there was just something about the way that it was done, and maybe it was just the beginning that I kind of, I made that assumption and I did it for the rest of the movie. And I probably, maybe I could, and I and I still say to this day, if I rewatch this movie, I will watch it at normal speed because yeah. I know I like it and I know it's worth the journey. Yeah. It was just one of those moments that I couldn't get behind. Crazy enough, like, all the noises that were done had to be recaptured and recreated. I don't know if you read that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, but go ahead. <laughs> so, like, the way that it was done is, like, all the noises to be any time that it was coming through Riz Ahmed's character's ears were muffled. So, a lot of the times, the way the the noise was captured was they put microphones underneath water, and then they had the scene acted out. So, that way, they would use the audio from the microphone underwater. Mm. Other times... I forget which one in particular. There's a moment where like a certain sound happens that can't be recreated or done underwater. So they had to go into the editing process and create that sound from scratch. Oof. Which is a pain, but also like shows you how much this movie tried to keep it realistic and show you what it's really like. Right. So at the end of the day, the, the, one of the things I wanted to bring up about this is when it comes to the Oscars, this movie better be nominated for sound editing and sound mixing in mm. that sense. Yeah. Maybe not mixing. I agree. But definitely editing for that kind of creative way of... Sound editing thing. and maybe even just regular editing. Yeah. Because it, it, it's done really well. Like, the way I appreciate it. And that's something that in the Ultimate Playlist of Noise, they only did with... They only kind of dealt with it in the last 30 minutes of the movie. Here, they did it throughout the entirety, which is a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, he did better than Gary Oldman and Mank, the acting, because they're both going for the drama in, in uh, right Golden Globes. <sighs> okay, I love Gary Oldman. He's a chameleon. I've said this millions of times. Gary Oldman didn't do anything to impress me. He did Gary Oldman, which is weird because he's doing uh, freaking Mank. Yeah, I I just I'm like I've seen you do a fat suit. I've seen you get in makeup, and I've seen you turn into other characters. 
I don't think anything that you did acting wise was like, oh my god, this was incredible. Yeah. And I didn't feel that much emotion from his character. Versus here in Riz Ahmed, I think he portrayed somebody who was going through the grief process. And that's something the director mentioned. Is like the whole movie is about grief. Yeah. And how you deal with it and learning to accept it in the end. Yeah. And Riz Ahmed fucking yeah, uh, he, whatever kind of freaking analogy you want to use killed it yeah he was amazing like i think i i got sad a lot of the times when he was dealing with it because I, I i don't know what it's like to lose your hearing but i do understand what it's like to have that amount of frustration built in mm-hmm. and having no outlet other than to like punch something yeah and that's what his character is it's like i can't fix anything and yeah. dealing with addiction like he does like of course he's gonna like outlast uh, like yeah. outburst like that i thought you would connect with this more because i feel like you are that person who needs to be doing something like like i've had this told me to me now multiple times <laughs> like you need to like like not necessarily like if there's a problem like all right let's work to fix it like let's not why are we sitting on our hands here mm-hmm. like you're that type of person who's like it's like, hey, I thought we were going to go get breakfast. Like, yeah, we are, but, you know, so-and-so is still getting up. And, yeah. uh, you know, I got to go take a dump. And like, got <laughs> it. So I got to go slap that for you. got to go hurry up and take your crap. Yeah, you're like, well, you know what? I'm going to get walking. You guys can meet me. <laughs> like, I'll meet you guys there. You guys can take the car. Yes, like, to a certain extent, I do agree with the statement. <laughs> like, I'm like, I think George, uh, oh my, I was watching them. I'm like, yeah, I feel like George will get this. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, he could, because uh, I, I think you can get that frustrated. It's like, oh, yeah. really, like. It's like, uh, you ever, uh, you, I know you've seen this movie, but uh, this is the end. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're trying to break through the, the ground to get to the waters. Uh-huh. And then they're getting really thirsty. And, like, there's a part where, like, uh, I forgot what his name is. But the dude's, like, after they had the jerking off, like, oh. scene. Yeah. Afterwards, he's, like, man, he's, like, God. You know, like, I'm so thirsty, but the bloody freaking uh irony of it is that i can't my thirst won't be questioned until it finishes <laughs> like it's like i've seen you have those moments like god i i, I want to do this but i can't because i this needs to be done and then it's yeah. like you're like there's no outlet you're like i need like i've you've clenched your fist and you're like i'm gonna punch something like i mean yeah i've had it. someone's like talking to you in the back is it done yet and you're and like, like no don't shut up <laughs> yeah, exactly. if it was done would we be so happy yeah, not right now not right now you're like, you're like, i mean yes 100 percent. when you put it in this way this does sound a lot like me. uh damn you really made me look inward today Jerry. uh yeah no i mean i get it i, I get I that mean, idea. everyone's had that moment no too. of course like, it's not just you but no, 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 i'm no. saying like i feel like that's you're you are the person who does need like if there's a problem you will want to work that moment like all right let's let's get started yeah because obviously i want to enjoy things better than just sit around figuring out how these things broken and i think that's something that's really important in the movie that joe's character ends up talking about it's like deafness is not something that needs to be broken it's something to be accepted and understand that this is your new life yeah and like that whole emotional scene like you want to talk about people who deserve like uh supporting Mm -hmm. actor nomination this joe does yeah Yeah, joe does. does yeah like he kills it he really makes me feel like one he's a part of the community two that he actually really cares about every single person in that community mm-hmm. and and it's it's heartbreaking man it's heartbreaking and i totally understand the frustration on both ends of trying to get this guy who clearly has the ability to be helpful in the deaf community and to be able to like 
uh, help teach kids how to deal with their deafness and understand that that's not an obstacle that it's just an obstacle to overcome and it's okay to be deaf and it's okay and you can still do everything a normal person quote unquote normal person should say, should yeah. do i should say and that it's not a disability it's just a factor you overcome just like anything yeah. else and that frustration comes through in both ends and it, it's really sad like it's a really sad movie but it's done so beautifully that I understand completely why it's nominated for Best Actor. And to a certain extent, like, I think if it was cut and shortened a little bit, I think it would have been, I think it could have been nominated for Best Picture. I think it should still get, there's one movie here that I'm like, this does not belong here. For Best Picture? Yeah. Hmm. Also, a very... That, I, that you could have replaced it with. I, I wouldn't say it doesn't belong there. I feel like you could have replaced it, which is, and brought, presented by Netflix, by the way. Uh-huh. I think the trial of Chicago Seven could have uh, Sound of Metal could have taken the place of the trial of Chicago Seven. Yes, I feel like trial of Chicago Seven might be the weakest of the five. Oh yeah, because uh, I mean, Mank is pretty strong. I haven't seen the Father, so yeah, that's the only one we're missing. And and Nomadland, I saw the trailer. It looks really, it actually looks really yeah, Francis good. Francis McDormand, yeah. back at it again. And I'm like, oof, like this is a pretty good powerhouse. Why is the trial of Chicago Seven here? <laughs> and, yeah. but, and then I was thinking that too with like Sound of Metal. I was like. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't get like the best picture, best no. motion picture for drama. Like, it should. I really think that it did a really good job at one, highlighting a part of the world that we don't get often. Which is ironic because I was thinking about this after I watched the movie. Is was it like two years ago? I think that short film uh, about the school for deaf children ended up winning. Mm-hmm. That that was a credible movie. I saw that in a the movie theater when we went out, and that was really well done. Yeah, and it won. And that was like arguably the only time that we ever got to hear from the deaf community in a movie. And it was a short film. And now, in the past month, a, we watched it. That's not true. Two. What's the other one? Uh, the one with uh, John Krasinski. The- oh, yeah. You're right. I, I did forget about that. I always forget because A Quiet Place doesn't necessarily make it about the deaf community. It's just like, no. oh, what happens if you were deaf in this world? Yeah. Which I feel like is a cop-out. Like, this is actually presenting you a real-life situation, situation. Exactly. yeah yeah and uh, i feel like although you're right that it's kind of like it's it is kind of like a eh, kind of a trope like or not trope uh what, what would you call it? what did you say earlier what did you say about quiet place it was a <laughs> it was a it was a gimmick i don't know i would yeah, call yeah, it a like, gimmick like, yeah like a gimmick not to sound insensitive but it, it, it came off as when you look back at it you're like mm, it kind of looks like a gimmick but it's I it's an acceptable gimmick in my point no, of view yeah. because it kind of opens those doors. Like you need to make these kinds of movies to open the doors to make these kind like these more like like you can even say that Quiet Place kind of helped push Sound of Metal because you can sell Sound of Metal now. You're like, hey, true. it's like Quiet Place, but imagine like like real life Quiet Place, like what it's like for someone to just go through that in the beginning as mm-hmm. an adult. That's a really good point, and, and it helps sell, like those movies. Like open up doors. Open up doors. Like there's like, I feel like there's a couple movies like that. Like, uh, like monster mo- like usually like, uh, scary movies. Yeah. Open the doors for like, actors who are who actually have a really good, who are good at acting. Yes. Like um, what's his name? Uh, Christian Bale and uh, American Psycho. Oh yes, good point. It was supposed to be a scary movie. It was supposed to ruin his career. Mm-hmm. Like people said, really you're gonna say like this Which is, if you this is gonna watched, kill this is gonna kill movie. your career. Like the first cycle killed the career of whatever that guy's name was. Mm-hmm. Like all he could do was cycle movies after that. Mm-hmm. Like this is gonna kill your career. 
And Christian Bale was like, nah, I think I read the script. It's good. And he he came out in it. Killed and it. Killed it. Pun intended. And, <laughs> and now look at him. Like, And I think. No, he's Batman. Yeah, I know. But I think those movies really do open those doors, like to for these more uh, realistic p- portrayal of what it's like for someone who has uh, this kind of yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll I'll accept like five like gimmicky like deaf movies. Like uh, what's the one we talked? We watched the incredible playlist oh, of of noise. The ultimate like playlist of noise. Yeah. Like, that's a gimmicky movie, but if it opens up doors for, like, more movies like this, where it kind of tells real-life stories... You're right. I'll be like, I'm down. I'll I'll watch those five ones if it makes it seem popular, and that way I can watch one really good one. We talk about it all the time on the podcast. It's like when directors want to make their passion project, but they can't get it made because they're like, oh, well, we don't know if you have enough money, and there'll be enough people. We kind of want a Batman 3. So (laughs) you have to go ahead and make these other crappy movies before we let you make this one, and here we go. Batman 3's... Dark Knight Rises wasn't a crappy movie, though. It wasn't a crappy movie. It was just okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. But no, at the end of the day... Oh, the one thing I want to mention is... Did you hear... Did you read about Riz Ahmed having to wear, like, actual, like, noise-canceling earbuds? Yeah, he, like, left them on. So yeah. he can... And he actually learned how to drum. And he learned how to sign. Yeah, which, by the way, the signing in this movie, as a person who knows very little uh, signing... <laughs> like, I do yeah. know a lot. I Not a lot. I know enough, I think. In the past, yeah. I've... I've I've forgotten more than I know currently. Let's okay. put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really appreciated the moments when they started to sign and they said, screw you, you don't get to know what they're saying. Because mm-hmm. you you want to know what they're saying? Go learn sign language. Mm, yeah. And I think it's a completely fair. And also, if... It you, puts you in the mindset of Riz Ahmed's character too. Because like, yeah? he does not know. And exactly. he has to literally sit there and be like, Damn, I'm really not gonna know what's going on. Like, and like, it's ironic. No one here to help me. Like, like the part that I thought was funny is like, you know, this is very real as to how the best way to learn a language is oh, is yeah. to put yourself into a community, surround yourself with people that only speak that language, and then figure it the heck out because it's the only way to learn. And the best part was when he, I think he was in France, right? He must have been. Mm-hmm. So when he was in France and everyone was speaking a different language, so he's literally like back at. Like, yeah, that's so a really like good point. Like learning sign. Yep, yep, yep. And that's a really good point. And uh, I was like, wow, like that, that sucks. Like you go from finally, like, I don't know. No, I, yeah, I, from I, like being able to, from not being able to really communicate a, yeah. to communicate to again not being able to communicate, yeah. even though you have the one thing that you wanted. Yeah. So I think it's an important movie to watch, and it's free on Amazon. I I'm toting this as well. Yeah. I know I cheated and I watched it at two times speed definitely worth a watch yeah and then um i i'm happy to say that i think <laughs> you're like i'm happy to say that i watched it at normal speed no 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 that amazon is actually coming out with some pretty good stuff which yeah. sucks because like i feel like a lot of their stuff comes off as like <sighs> I don't, like it, right now when george <laughs> was telling the story i was like I, I get that. Like, I, I waited till the last. I waited almost to the last minute to watch Sound of Metal too. I watched obviously Promising Young Woman. I paid for Promising Young Woman yeah. before I watched the free one. Yeah, which says a lot to what Prime does. But that's the thing. Prime does have some pretty good movies. It has really good movies. And and you know what? If any executive right there in Amazon Prime right now is listening, I know because apparently this, HBO Max. Is if, listening if they've to listened through the whole thing. Right now, and now they're at the end with me talking about this. I will make your trailers. I can make pretty. I will make pretty good trailers. I'll jump you. in on that. Yeah, I'll edit them so they. So I'm like, no, get that because you guys put 
some whack ass trailers out there where it's like <laughs> it's like oh we need to find out what's blah 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 and then like oh and then you intercut some like weird action scene and then all of a sudden it's like sad and you're like okay you either told me the whole story or i'm not getting any story yeah like you you gotta make up your mind man you gotta anyways i'm gonna give out what i think so far you're gonna have to hire me but (laughs) (laughs) i think that the trailers don't do their movies justice no because what's another movie we watched from prime there's another one uh oh one night in miami one night in miami Uh, did you watch the trailer for that no right i think i did watch the trailer did it look interesting at all (sighs) it looked it looked meh yeah. And the only reason it looked like the only reason I watched the movie because of this podcast. Well, because of the podcast. No, not true. Actually, I would have watched the movie regardless. Okay. Um, the reason I would have watched it regardless is because, again, I'm a history buff and I like those characters. Yeah. And I love that time period more than anything else. So, of course, I'm going to watch the movie. But if we're a, natu- or a regular person who sees Trial of the Chicago 7's trailer and sees One Night in Miami oh. and then sees freaking uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I wonder which one of those three they're not going to watch because of the trailer. Yeah. Like, you could have made this movie so much more interesting by just playing to the right strings. Yeah. But I get it. You guys have good movies because you guys don't play to those right strings. Yeah. Which is, but you got to at least make the trailer, like, juicy. And your lo- your fan base is only loyal so much to an extent. And, like, yeah. yo, at the end of the day, you're Amazon. You're not known as Amazon yeah. Prime. You're known as Amazon who sells things. You're not really yeah. doing a good job on your on your streaming yeah, side the, of things. The boys and Marvelous is made so it ain't gonna last forever. Yeah, they they gonna <laughs> end eventually. They gonna end eventually. Literally, that's why. I, oh, and Hunter, Hunters. Oh yeah, Hunters. That's right. And those are all TV so shows. Yeah. What what are you doing on the movie side of things? Like two years ago, you had a movie get nominated a bunch for Big Sick. The Big Sick, Matches by the Sea, and mm-hmm. they had another one that you was get nominated. one. You get one. I mean, I'm I'm. I'm over here talking shit about Amazon Prime, and they they're like listening one. to me and being like, "What are you doing? What are you, you got your little podcast? You doing nothing out there? I don't hear you making a movie." No, they do have one nominated, like one nomination, like Borat. Oh, that's right. Well, and they have this one nominated mm, for best actor. Yeah, which is something better than nothing. Yeah, I guess so. And then they always have one, but I mean, when you look at the when you look at the bottom of the list of the Golden Globe nominations, and you have Netflix kicking your ass by like nearly seventeen or 20, 20 yeah. freaking noms, you're doing something decently wrong. Yeah, I think the, the trailers for Netflix, albeit they give away a lot, they do, but they're actually very juicy. I will sometimes sit through five trailers from netflix then watch them a movie on true <laughs> <laughs> i've the amount of times i've watched a trailer on netflix and been like yo this is good i should probably stop watching this and i have to switch it like for i care yeah. a lot i watched the trailer for i care a lot um we were flipping through and i was watching it and i was watching it, i was like i need to stop watching this mm-hmm. i need to stop watching this but this is good and i'm and there we go again another movie that i'm probably gonna watch this week well mm-hmm. i should be watching that movie on thursday also i don't want to watch no man land but right. overall great movies yeah, and uh, we're going to watch some other movies tomorrow. Uh, I mean, tomorrow. Whoops. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, more movies next week. I don't know which ones yet. We'll probably <laughs> yeah. talk about it. But they're probably they're going to fall along the lines of the Golden Globe nominations. We probably will just... I think next week, we'll, I, and I want to keep this in the podcast uh, so you guys can hear it. I think we're going to end up talking about I Care, Maybe I Care A Lot, Maybe Nomadland. Mm. Uh, you're probably going to want to talk about... Um, what is it? Minari. Minari um and maybe something else 
if we end up watching the father we if we find that finally available somewhere we'll talk yeah. about that well next week's podcast is going to be an interesting one because i think i want to go through the golden globe winners and yeah. discuss more in detail how those things work um give you a little bit of taste of what i want the post oscars um movie podcast to be about because i i kind of i really enjoy going in and playing these games and trying to figure everything out if excuse me if you possibly can jump on instagram let us know what you think is going to be the winner for best drama (laughs) and best uh comedy musical is hamilton gonna win are they gonna do it is he gonna probably possibly get a full egot we don't know Mm-hmm. joey says no joey. i don't think so i don't think so either i hope palm springs win but let us know what you guys want what you guys think will win what you guys want to win or just any of your opinions on the golden globe nominations and we can go ahead and shout you out i love talking to people sometimes you guys message me and i'm like come on just message message the actual instagram and then that way i can be like yo someone really yeah and then we'll try to post some more photos i think i have some stuff from chicago like pictures from batman and stuff all right then there we go so with that it is the end of the podcast yeah go out there and watch some movies guys bye-bye oh snap i can't stop it i'm gonna leave this in